podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and tonight I'm joined by Russell Boyce, Lawrence Conley and Natasha Miko. Celtic have finally won under Ange Postacoglu. Natasha, give us it in a nutshell, uh, over the 90, fairly satisfied before we yeah. start picking away at the bones of this game. Oh, I mean, come on, we could pick it apart, to be honest, and we could pick, pick out faults. But look, we've just won 4-2 away from home in Europe. Are that side the quality side? I don't think they are. But look, let's take the positives. An away win looking relatively comfortable in this tie. I'm not going to go as far as Charlie McGrew decided to do after an hour was played and declare the tie over. But I think we put ourselves in a comfortable position for going back to Celtic Park. Plenty of positives to take in the game, particularly going forward and particularly from the newer boys like Furuhashi and um, Abada. Yes, there are still issues. We know what they are. They're the same issues that we've been talking about all season. They're, they're defensively. Hopefully, we're going to start addressing that. I think Hart will help with that. Starfelt will help with that. But we, we do need a few additions there. And we, know, we knew that. We know that after this game as well. But definitely signs that we're going in the right direction. Yes. So, Russell, would you agree with that? Uh, we're looking good in that third kit. Furuhashi looked good. Abada looked good. Ryan Christie, when he came on, made a difference. What other takeaways would you point out after that 90 minutes in Europe there, Russell? I think you've got to focus on the positive first and foremost, and it's four goals away from home. Um, I thought that the first half was a lot better than what we've seen in the second half, albeit still another couple of goals we got in the bank, even though we're not playing great. The substitutions definitely made a difference. I think we called it, but well, I, I'm not going to take any credit, but you guys called it well, that Christie was an obvious substitution to make. Mm. I don't know about you, but see when you've seen Rogic, Christie and Edward line up sort of as a trio uh, and just about to come on and you thought wow that's quite a it's not a bad three substitutions to be bringing on in the park actually is the first time I've felt wow the squad depth that we've been crying out for you're beginning to sort of see the early signs of that Paul I felt um, and the one thing about Rogic is I don't think he, he, don't, like he made a huge difference but he looks 
the most in shape I've ever seen him look. There's a, he looks a different animal. He looks yeah. completely different. And, you know, when you've got a guy like Edward to be, he was still, as Lawrence pointed out on Axon this week, Scotland's top scorer, you know, last season, bar none. You're bringing him off the bench. You're bringing Ryan Christie, who, to me, has been a heavily, um, whether it be goals or assists, heavy contributor um, over the last couple of years. Probably one of them, if, if not the most in Scotland, I don't know the facts, obviously. Um, and and Rogic, you will know, on his day, and with the right guy in charge, and you would like to think Ange and him would have a good connection. I felt quite, I felt quite warming to the the thought of players like that being the, uh, the options to bring on in the second half. And it was great to see Christie get the goal. I think the fourth goal may well just about bail Charlie Mulgrew. You see the thing with the fourth goal, uh, Russell, I agree that the three of them looked great in that beautiful third kit as they were lining up to come on the park. But that fourth goal, I think that is a fair enough kind of scoreline. Had we only won 3-2, and by the way, even if we had, I wouldn't have been going into the second leg completely concerned that, you know, this is in the balance. I still felt that we controlled enough of the game. But the 4-2 scoreline for me is far more in keeping with the performance that we've seen tonight. So it was important yeah. to get that that last goal. I'm going to come over to yourself, Lawrence, because the goal was created by one of the goal scorers tonight, and that man was James Forrest. Now, Jock Sporin comes in on YouTube. Um, Forrest showing us how much we missed him last season. He is a huge loss to sell. I don't think he had a brilliant first half, but he came into it in the second half. How impressed were you with his performance, Lawrence Conley? Yeah, listen, James has got it all. You know, he's a Celtic legend. Um, I mean, on another night, we scored another three or four goals. Forrest missed a chance. Kyogre will tumble. Missed a chance. Russell said he was excited seeing the three of them come on. I was quite happy for two of them to come on. Uh, I don't think, I think Eddie was another empty shot when they come on. You know, it's... <sighs> Mr. Fine, to me, what is, what is actually... Bringing as as a team or a squad at the moment. Uh, at the back, I thought Ralston did a good game. In the second half, I thought Beaton was hanging about to dry quite a few times. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of space he was leaving Ralston to cover, his distances were, were wrong, and, and Ralston's having to take chances and, and losing the ball. The goal could be, and I kept that that one out there, second goal, maybe. But did he knock it in? I don't know. Our fitness still looks some way off. Yeah. Worrying that Turnbull, I mean, he looked dead. Uh, first half so we even spoke about it at half time Lawrence we spoke about hooking him at half time and a big part of that is the fact that he seems as though he's running on empty for some reason aye definitely the worrying thing is that's a position that we've got options in Mm. you've got Christy you've got Rogic you don't need to keep persisting with him so I'm not for me I think he's played his way out of the team. Potentially, potentially. Ross, I'm going to come at yourself because the games are coming in thick and fast. Obviously, we've got Dundee this weekend. Lawrence reckons that Turnbull's played his way out of the team. You look at the impact that Christie makes when he comes in. I was also um, impressed with with Roderick's contribution. I mean, he was a wee bit deeper than we're used to. I think he is in the best shape that I can remember him being in at Celtic. And by the way, I think it's time that he was in that shape because this really is his final chance in a Celtic jersey, you would think. You know, the world's aligned for him at the moment, Russell. He's playing with a manager that knows him, probably Mm -hmm. likes him. Um, Time to get fit, time to make that difference. And, you know, when Turnbull 
strangely, who I thought last season was, was tremendous when he came in, goes off form for any number of reasons. Maybe he needs a rest. I don't know why you'd need a rest after four or five games, but we know that he's had terrible injuries. And, uh, you know, that was one of the reasons given last season, Russell, for him not starting as many games in the early part of the season. It could well be that he needs another rest. If that's the case, you've got good options with Ryan Christie and Tommy Rogic. Very much so. And I think as well, I mean, for Tumble, I know there was a talk about does Tumble fit Angie's system, etc.? Rogic is very much cut for the same cloth as Tumble. Neither of them are runners, let's be honest. But football intelligence comes into it. And for me, Rogic should be looking right now at an opportunity of his lifetime, like you rightfully point out. But the reason I look at it is because Furuhashi, Forrest, Abada, wow, pace, runners, yeah. they're going to create space for themselves. They're going to go into, into you know, in-behind defences, left, right and centre, all different angles. And you then need an architect. You need someone who can then carve out those opportunities and put them, you know, on a plate for them. I think Tom Rogic could. You might be surprised. You might seem a wee bit deeper. Mm. But I think it might suit. Tom Rogic's more than capable. He's someone to me with a technique that's absolutely outstanding, just not a work rate to match it as mm. such. But mm. I certainly think Tom Rogic could flourish in that team because all I've seen, I know Forrest maybe didn't have the best first half, but yet he chips in with a goal again. And how often through his Celtic career have we spoke about him getting being you know the the figure of hate or the, the you know the whipping boy, and yet his goal record, his assist record in those seasons was probably pretty you know standout. So exactly, I think when you've got Forrest and Abada to me is, I mean he started on fire. Kyogo's finish was brilliant. We'll say less about the one in the second half. I did laugh when I seen Sebo in the WhatsApp chat group because <laughs> I suppose I I tried to be funny and say he made a hashy of it. I think Sebo is probably more accurate. <laughs> but, you know, you look at someone like Tom Rogic with his vision, his technique, his experience now as well, and maybe get a wee bit more used to him playing slightly deeper than mm-hmm. what he has before because the three guys in front, that three-pronged attack certainly excites me. And I think Rogic could, I think, could do very good things with that. You, you can see this new Celtic taking shape, Russell, when you describe it like that. And they do need an architect, whether or not it's going to be Turnbull, Roger, or Christie. Um, all three of those guys at the top of the game could play, they yes. could play that role. When you started off there talking about speed, I thought you were going to go into tempo and give us the whole John Collins thing there. It was <laughs> sounding good. Um, but as well as that, you made the point there, and I think you've got to focus on this. We've won 4 2, Natasha. We've created some excellent chances. I mean, Furuhashi should have burst the net with the one that came off the post after Abada chipped it in. Forrest missed a guilt edge chance as well. I think Lawrence was pointing out a chance that Turnbull had. Um, I'm not getting complacent. But I'm pretty confident coming back to Celtic Park with hopefully a full house, depending on how many people uh, go out and get the season tickets, uh, that we're going to get into the, the, the next stage in European competition, which of course guarantees us Europe after Christmas. Yeah, and that would be an excellent result and it's well within our grasps of doing now. That team aren't excellent. You know, for as good as we did look going forward, I don't think they did look particularly good. And I know they finished third in their league last year, but look at the couple of teams ahead of them. You know, they've got some strong competition in there, um, but they weren't quite as good as I expected them to be tonight. And I think we're only going to keep improving. And I think by the time we get them back to Celtic Park, we'll have improved yet again. The link-up play and understanding between the front three that we had on tonight is already looking great. So the longer they play together and the more game time and the more experience they have together, 
the better it's going to get. And if this is what it looks like, you know, with players like Kyogo and Abada not having played that many games with each other, never mind the rest of, of the squad as well, they looked excellent to me. It's all about the work rate. It's about the ability. It's about their movement off the ball. All really, really positive. And I think if we focus on that, we know that there are the issues at the back. If we focus on that and think, okay, let's not get complacent, but we are looking to have sorted out that area of the team. And like you guys were saying, whoever comes in behind that, be it Christie, be it Turnbull, be it Rogic, all three players have the ability to provide for that front three, whoever's playing. I think it's likely Christie is probably going to be for the off. So it's probably going to be looking at Turnbull or Rogic. But if we're concerned about Rogic's work rate and fitness and all those sorts of things, there's no reason why he can't be a, a second half substitute impact sort of player. So if you're looking at the midfield and the front line, I am feeling relatively confident going forward. There's work to be done, but we are going in the right direction. Now it's time to look at the back line and get that sorted. And I'm absolutely no doubt that especially after tonight and after the last few games, that is going to be Postacoglu's focus. And he's going to be making sure, I hope, with the, the people at the club who make these calls that he is getting the players he needs and that he wants in to address some of the issues that we're still seeing persist at the back and it's something that um, our Australian and Japanese journalist friends have told us before Postacoglu's arrival is that he is the sort of manager whose teams concede one goal and, and score two and we certainly saw that tonight but I think for Scottish football he will be particularly keen to get that back line shored up with some new additions. Yeah, I mean, Stephen Sloan comes in. Uh, we will be lucky to get 10 clean sheets this season. Well, that's four competitive games under Ange Postacoglu. Russell Boyce and we've not yet had a clean sheet. So it might not be far off with that prediction, Stephen. But as Natasha says, we did speak to correspondents in Japan and also in Australia. They told us what we should be expecting. When you look at that backline tonight, and you look at the fixture coming up at the end of this, this month, and I'm not taking for granted any of the games between now and then, Russell, but I'm looking at that as a very important game for us to pull back and you know the three-point deficit that already exists between Celtic and Rangers. How much of that backline do you think will still be first picks for Celtic by the end of this month? It's a tough one. I certainly think, you know, for me, the game's up and you're beat on. I think we've all seen enough evidence now that yeah, it's an experiment that Andrews maybe thought was a one-off moment that happened, you know, with the, the silly sending off. Tonight, for me, you just I feel like he's just not up to it to be the centre-back that we're looking for to partner Starfelt. I think, obviously, Christopher Julian coming back in would be a huge plus. The full-back areas will be addressed. Like I said, you know, at half-time in Ralston's, he's not doing anything, you know, he's not doing he's not done himself any harm. And he's beginning to make the one-year deal look sensible business because... Yes, we'll want a new team. We want 20 signings made this summer or whatever, you know, but it's unrealistic. Unfortunately, you need to work a wee bit with what you've got as well. That's part of management. And right now, Ange, for me, wasn't getting a tune out of certain players, isn't getting a tune out of beat on, but is getting a tune out of Alston. And that is a positive sign. And for me, I would go two fullbacks I would bring in. So I think the game that you're, you're referring to, will that back pull look the same? I would like to think not. I'd like to think Starfelt's going to have a lot of faith put in him, especially with the price tag that he's came in with. I wouldn't be surprised too much if Taylor still is the left-back. Ralston's done no reason not to be right-back, but I still expect that position to be strengthened nonetheless. 
Then at centre-back, you'll be looking to see if it's Stephen Welsh or another. And when I say another, that being a signing of repute to come in that position. Because right now, Joe Hart, I mean, he's conceded two goals and his debut is not an ideal start for him. But he must be looking in front of him and he must be thinking, this won't work over the course of the season. We'll play better teams than the team we played tonight. That's my concern. The team we played tonight, for me, we should be hammering at home mm-hmm. and keeping a clean sheet. They're, they're not a good side. We'll play better on that in the SPFL this year. And for me, that is where the focus really lies, especially since we decided this Champions League was a free pass this year, as I've been so politely reminded on uh, the social networks. For, that was a free pass, so let's focus on the league. And I think we will play better teams, if I'm completely honest to you, than the, than the, t- the side we face tonight. And we will need to be better in, at the back from what we were tonight as well, because the two goals we conceded were avoidable. Mm, they were. I mean, it's a good point, Lawrence, that Russell makes in relation to the standard of the opposition tonight. We know that last season they finished third in the table. I think they're sitting ninth at the moment. Mm-hmm. They weren't any great shakes, really. And we will face tougher opposition domestically, Lawrence. Now, Matt Daly comes in to say, I do think we are on the Ange journey. What will we all be like by the end of the season? What will we be like by the end of the season? Well, at this moment in time, um, I think that when you look at that back line, uh, Joe Hart, you know, we said before the game, and I'm not, not going to change my opinion on that, he was a good move for us to try and uh, get some kind of experience and dominant force in there. But you look at the two goals, Lawrence, completely avoidable. The, the second goal, um, I think it was it was a wee bit unfortunate that Ralston, um, you know, showed commitment to try and get back, but there's a wee ricochet um, had it not been for that, I think Hart probably had it covered. Um, I'm not quite sure if, it, if, if uh, Beaton could have kept it out because of his angles. Uh, but it, they're two very soft goals, Lawrence. And even against the likes of another team that's playing tonight, St Johnston or Aberdeen or Hibs, and of course Rangers, who we've got near the end of the month, um, I think that they will look at these defensive frailties. I've seen tonight they were targeting the left-back area. They continually targeted Taylor. They know that that's our weakness. And they'll continue to do that until we get some more dominant forces at the back ones. be honest, I don't think they get much joy out of targeting Taylor. I, I, I'm looking at Beto on the right-hand side, centre-half. That's the area, for me, that both goals are that a problem came from. The first goal, he's let the boy. He's not even aware a, a of the runner. I, I, I don't know what he's doing, what he's watching, but he's, he's just let the boy run by him onto the ball. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Uh, you know, God knows what Beaton was was waiting on. The second one, Ralston's in trouble there, but Beaton's given him too much of a distance to cover. You're like, but Beaton, where, where are you here? So I th- as much as we've only got one right, right back at the club and we definitely need to bring someone in, the worrying thing is we, we can't play Beaton at a right-hand side centre-half. He, he, he's causing problems for your right back. He's, the two goals have came from his area. It's... You know, hopefully it's Stevie Welsh back in, but I wouldn't look like to have Beaton as your backup. Whereas if we bring in a right back, I wouldn't mind Tony Ralston as your backup right back. 
I mean, the thing with uh, regards to Beaton is I was surprised he was in against Hearts. I was just looking at both reaction, Russell and Natasha, when there was a wee clutter in the background. Not sure who's responsible for it, but, you know, you can keep okay. us guessing. <laughs> but uh, with regards to Beaton, I think that, uh, you know, when you're looking at the centre-half position, I- I'm still a bit bemused, Natasha, why Stephen Welsh has, has dropped onto the bench. And they were talking about it. Yeah, it was pointed out in the comment section um, at the beginning of the game that, he, you know, he gave away a few rash fouls. But I just think, had he been playing alongside someone with experience, a goalkeeper behind him with experience, it's something over a period of games that he's not really had the luxury of doing at Celtic. Yeah, I would have had Welsh in there. And we spoke about that before the start of the game tonight. I think Welsh would do really well with the experience next to him that's coming in Starfelt, the experience behind him that's coming in Hart. We keep saying it, he's a natural centre half. I think his positioning is better than Beton's and he hasn't done a whole load wrong. Yes, I accept the position that he does have a tendency to fly into tackles. I think him and Dane Murray are about in the same in that. There's a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of energy in there and maybe it does just need that experienced head next to them to temper that a bit, make sure that they're in the right position and just to help guide them and develop their, their own play. I don't really see what benefit it is to continually play beat on in that position. And I was interested to hear Postacoglu's comments after the game when he spoke to BBC Scotland. He just said there that some players are playing every game because he has no other option, but mm. he hopes to have new bodies in in the next week or so. So that suggests to me that he knows the players that are on the pitch that shouldn't be playing, but he also knows that there is no one else coming in behind them that can take that position. And I think that is likely to apply to, to Ralston. I think it could apply to Taylor and I think it could apply to Beaton as well. So Postacoglu knows there are players there that aren't probably the level Celtic are looking for at this stage. But he says that he's hoping to get players in in the next week or so. That's another call out of the board. Make it happen. Back him. We are backing him. We need the board to do the same and get those players in that he's looking at. It's actually refreshing to hear that, uh, you know, we're not going to rest on our laurels. When you look at Ralph and the performances that he's had, Russell, I think that, you know, we all are in agreement that we still need to strengthen Right back, left back, centre half. Now, here's an interesting one. Brown Warrior comes in to say, is that Barkas in your kitchen? It seems as though someone was dropped in your kitchen. <laughs> and that, that's where he's coming from. Would you agree with Natasha Russell that it is right back, left back and potentially that central defensive area? I think I think absolutely we need to. That is the, definitely the areas we need to target now. We've just raved about the front three, four, whatever you want to call it, you know, however it is the style that we're going to see going forward. I think, no, at the back, it's a damning indictment on the options he's not playing when he's making comments like that. Now, there's two sides. Obviously, I 100% love the fact Ange doesn't seem to care about putting pressure on the board publicly, which is quite, I think, I think it is nice to see. And I think it's, it's damn time that happened, to be completely honest to you. But, you know, if you've got players playing there that you've got because you've got no other options, well, how are you feeling then when you're the substitute? You are Welsh. It's like, I'm not, am I even in the, the conversation? You know, am I even in consideration at all? I appreciate the right back slot. No. Ball and Golly's still getting paid by the club. Not 30 grand a week, but I think was quoted through the week. But I think <laughs> he's probably on a considerable wage. Yeah. And he's sitting there now just being told he's not part of the equation either, basically, in effect. Yeah. So 
I think it's very important. And Celtic can't just keep buy, 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 buy. And, you know, it doesn't work like that. We're not, we don't qualify for the Champions League, for example. You know, we're not in a position we can just do that. So it is important that if there is deadwood, like Anne seems to feel, outside his first 11, and perhaps even included in the first 11, there's players he would ideally not be playing. Then I think it's very important we get those those players sold to generate some funds to then be able to then bring in guys that he's going to recognise as being part of his his future, part of the team that he wants to mould. You know when when you consider, and again we're surmising that the players he might be referring to mm-hmm. are you know right back, left back, centre and half. Some of the some of the the positions, um, for example, if you're if you're Stephen Welsh and you can play centre-half and you can play right-back, yet I'd rather play Beaton out of position and I'd rather play Ralston, who never kicked a ball for two years for Celtic. He played two games in two years for Celtic. What does that say to Stephen Welsh? What does it say to Urigiri, who can play centre-half and right-back, who's just arrived at the club, who can't play for the Colts, who's in that middle ground uh, with regards to he's never a first-team player, he's not a Colts player, and... You know, Ange potentially doesn't rate him. And what does it say to, you know, all in goalie? I don't think uh, has much sympathy amongst the Celtic fans for obvious no. reasons. Uh, but yes, before um, we go out and get the, these players in, basically you're saying to, to Taylor and Ralston as well, if that's the two positions, you're my second choices. I don't have a great deal of faith in you. Um, and by the way, I don't disagree with that because I think we would be far better um, if we did replace in these various positions. The one thing that I'm a wee bit concerned about is the centre-half position, because we've heard some excellent players on the left and the right have not yet heard a name that we're interested in at centre-half, where I think, yes, he's going to come in and he's going to be a signing that's going to make a real impact in the Celtic side. Now, the, the big concern for me, and I think Lawrence was talking about it during the second half and here in the studio, is the fact that every time Odson Edward appears, he does not contribute enough for any suitors to say, you know what, I'm going to break the bank for this guy, I'm going to spend £20 million and take him to my football club. Um, the other the other argument, I guess, is that a lot of people are, are thinking that Ryan Christie's on his way out on tonight's performance. And on the performances that I've seen since Ange's come in, I would suggest that he's a better bet than even some of the players that are starting tonight, Lawrence Conley. Is there any way back for a player like Ryan Christie? Listen, definitely. He's not signed a contract elsewhere. He's free to do so. He's doing what we would expect would be the minimum. He's given him his 100%. Yes. Yep. You know, we can't fault him for that. How Eddie, listen, we need some French under 21 games coming up if Eddie's to get a buyer. <laughs> you, you, you know, I don't want under 21 Well, but you know what I mean? It's, he's not doing it, is he? He's, Eddie's just, he's just a waste. But definitely way back for, for Christy. I don't know what he'd be looking for to stay, but he's putting in performances. You can't fault a guy that puts in performances. The desire he showed to get that header. You know, that's what you want to see. I can't remember the last time Eddie showed that kind of desire. But you've touched on it, centre-half, you know, beating's cost us two goals. Now, whether Angie's comments are designed to motivate the mm. other players and saying, you're in because... Maybe, I mean, he's definitely got a tune out of Ralston just now yeah. you know maybe this is him, how he's managing you know I'm needing and maybe Tony's going well I'm going to show you that I'm your guy maybe that's what, what, how Ange's getting inside his players heads and getting performances out of somebody like Tony that other managers have failed to do mm-hmm. but yeah I mean right hand centre half 
it, it definitely can be near being. I think everybody agrees that. Uh, whether it's Stephen Welsh, well, who's your backup then? And I, I think that's the case at fullbacks. You, you, you know, and do we want to be buying fullbacks a first team starters? And the organisers, it needs to be first team starters, doesn't it? It's people that approve their, their, their first eleven. You know what? I think I think one of the fullbacks, if we do buy two or we do bring two in, Lawrence will be a loan deal. I, I can't see us going out and spending four million pounds on Buta right back and another four million on the left back. I can see it against uh, my, my my better judgment. I can see uh, Celtic. Is that someone watching the Galatasaray game in the background there? Um, I can see Celtic bringing know. someone in <laughs> and on loan for the left back position. Um, I don't see us spending four five million pound on the likes of Doig. I'm not saying he's not worth it, Russell, but I just can't see Celtic buying two fullbacks and selling out eight million quid uh, to make that happen. Now, I don't want this to be negative. We're one four two away from home. We're looking good. We're in control for the second leg. Let's have yeah. a wee chat about some of the new additions. Joe Hart, uh, Furuhashi, Abada, who is developing really well, I think, on the Celtic side, and also Starfield. Russell, who came in for a lot of criticism after his debut against Hearts. What did you make of the four performances of those four individuals tonight? I think there's a lot of positives from the four new signings. I really do. And I think Starfelt, I mean, yes, it was a blunder to go at Tynecastle, but since he grew into that match as well, and I thought tonight was very much a continuation of the progress you've seen within his first 90 minutes. Um, it's too early to judge people on just 90 minutes, you know? You're not allowed to do that. So um, I would say, though, Kyogo, I think, offer something completely different to what Edward does. And that's fundamentally work rate, first and foremost, because Edward's technique is up there with any player we could potentially ever sign. So Kyogo's technique could maybe be on a par with Edward at most, but what he does offer is a heck of a lot of work, a heck yeah. of a lot of options for the players behind him, looking for a through ball, looking for an over-the-top ball, looking for a cross. He's making different types of runs. And he's making more of them. It certainly seems like that from the from the outside. I don't know if there's stats to contradict that, but it certainly feels like that. A badder for me, though, is the one so far who has hit the ground running. And you have to also remind yourself at times this guy's 19 years old. It is scary how dependent I think we're going to be on him having a, a really good season this year because already he seems to me like a, a key performer for us. He looks like if Angie's system's going to work, a lot of it, is going to fall on the shoulders of the likes of Abada. And mm. good luck to him, by the way, because the way he's approached it has been no settling in time, no adapting time, and yet he is just up for this, and he seems to understand exactly the methods from the manager. Um, with regards to Hart, I think he'll be really disappointed he's going to see two goals tonight against the opposition he was against. Yeah. I think he'll look at that and go, that should have been me kicking off with a clean sheet. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, in terms of his uh, commanding or being outside the box doing the simple 10-yard passes that you spoke about, Paul, absolutely did it. See, we need to boot it. He booted it. No yeah. problem. I've got no mm-hmm. issue with that whatsoever. Uh, I think you're finding Ange is adapting as much as we've all got to adapt to him. I think there is definitely... The James McCarthy and the Hart signs, signings to me are two players that do not fit the, the script of what we, we, we've been told the last month or so. I'm all for that, by the way. I think we do need to be practical whilst being the teams going through a radical change. We need to have a wee bit of practicality uh, in amongst that. We're talking about the right-hand uh, right hand centre-half role mm. um, and a potential new signing. And then it keeps cropping up. He's a free agent right now. And I've had 
loads of messages, so I'm going to just I'm going to put it out there. The Gary Cahill thing. I, I mean, does he fit the model Celtic have followed the last decade? Absolutely not. Is he a wee bit more in line though with the signing of McCarthy and Hart? Yes. So whilst I would have said last summer there would be no chance of us looking at a player like Gary Cahill, I think judging on the last two signs we've made, potentially, I think he could be someone a, a person of interest. And certainly as a free agent, I know. Got to get my Tony. Got to get my Tony references in. Um, but yeah, I wonder. I wonder what people's thoughts are on that, and and whether that would fit the fit the the gap there right now in the short term. Yep. Mr. Mr. Right now, rather than Mr. Right Russell. By the way, one point I would make talking about Aberdeen, I've been really impressed. You sometimes you tend to forget the age of the boy, nineteen years of age. Imagine that was a Celtic player coming in at nineteen; you'd be raving about the impact he's made. What's What's been your thoughts, Natasha, about the the new guys coming in and how they're settling into this? I think they've all been great additions to the squad and any player you look at coming into the squad, you want them to enhance it. And each of the four we've talked about over the course of this show have done exactly that. They've come in and they've improved the squad. And that is exactly what we're looking for. And we need to remember, they've not played that many games. You know, this is relatively new for them. Not only are they adapting to a new team, new teammates, a new style of football, a new manager, a new country, new opposition... And they're all handling it very, very well so far. I've been impressed with all of them. I think that Abada in particular is going to be massively important for us this season. We've been looking for that type of player for a while now and we've not quite found it. Abada is that sort of player by the looks of it. Again, very young, which is great for us and looks like he's going to link up really well with the players around about him in attack. So he's he's the one for me that's impressed me most so far. And if you do look at some of the games we've been playing, you know, even if we take it as far back to the, the first half in the West Ham friendly, the attacking play looks good. And mm-hmm. a lot of it he is part of. Equally, a lot of the good attacking play so far Christie has been part of. When he came on again tonight, I thought he I thought he was good in the West Ham game. I thought he was good he is one that is we have to accept is going to leave. But what Postacoglu said before the game is that players like Kyogo weren't going to feature for the whole game today. We knew that. And we he did say that these players are going to have a bigger impact at the weekend. So I think there was a sense in playing those players from the start, getting a few goals under our belt, sort of looking comfortable and then taking them off for, you know, maybe preserving them slightly for the game at the weekend. And I think we're going to see Kyogo perhaps play the full game. Um, and I, I'd be excited to see that. I think that similarly to Abada, he has done nothing but impress so far and could be very, very important for us this season. Yeah, absolutely. It looks that way in the early stages. A couple of comments before we wrap up. Stephen Holmes comes in to say, get Christie signed, can play anywhere, and we need the energy. Uh, we also have Cherry Bombs coming in. Christie has been our best player, yet Ange has benched in the last three games. Ed's avoiding any sort of challenge on the park. That's one thing that I was impressed with with Furuhashi, um, is his physicality. He seems to like to put himself about, which is great, especially domestically, I think. Uh, that's going to stand them in good stead and Stephen James welcome back to the show Stephen Christie has been brilliant pay the money give him a decent contract the very fact that he's not started might suggest 
what Natasha has already stated, that he might be on his way out. Um, is he going to be one of the players that uh, a manager comes in and turns around like Martin O'Neill, with, uh, O'Neill did with uh, Stan Petrov? Brennan Rodgers seemed to do it with Scott Brown and others. Who knows? Uh, who knows if the money's right, I'm sure the player would stay. Um, but again, it's been uh, the first win of the season uh, competitively under Ange Postacoglu tonight. We've had a full squad with Lawrence Conley, Russell Boyce and Natasha Miko um, with your excellent opinions on that game. Thanks everybody for getting involved. Facebook, Twitter and YouTube is a place to watch us. We're also going to be on Twitch very soon. Not sure how it works, but Russell tells me that it works. So we're going to stick on Twitch <laughs> as well. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe uh, this month. You might win a platinum disc by the Fratellis. Uh, remember, we used to play Chelsea Dagger after we scored the goal at Celtic Park. Yes. We will be back at Celtic Park very soon. Thanks, everybody, for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.